Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my wonderful co-host here, Eli Libby. And we're really excited to start moving the podcast in a different direction, different topics, and really getting down to the core of who we are as humans uh, to build our life uh, in our business craft. And so we were be able to have the opportunity to have Mr. Charles Collins today on our podcast. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about the three principles and components of how to improve our lives and how it's really a craftsmanship mentality we need mm -hmm. to go towards it uh, so we're looking really forward to it. we had Absolutely. a great pre-conversation with them and um, we're really excited about this conversation so charles welcome to the biz bros podcast kyle and eli thank you for having me really appreciate it absolutely well we are excited to get kicked off like kyle said i think the listeners are also very excited as well so before we jump into the meat of the topic love to learn a little bit more about you and tell us a little bit more about your background before we jump in so my background, if we start with my trade or profession, uh, for most of my career has been in the area of what's called business performance management. And that's looking at how businesses measure success, uh, improvements in business processes for alignment around the business, goal setting, uh, okay. a lot of things like that. So uh, a lot of very large businesses, uh, mm -hmm. which that's what I've dealt with most of my career, uh, have very sophisticated systems for this, like Lean, Six Sigma, and many other names that people might mm -hmm. be familiar with. So I've practiced most of my my career side of my life as a craft right. in that particular category. And they, the work that I'm doing now that we'll be talking about is something that uh, I've been researching for more than going on 35 years now. So I'm no spring chicken boys, but that's uh, <laughs> that's where you get when you're a mentor. You're not a spring chicken anymore. It's time for teaching. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like just right off the, right off the bat, um, I kind of feel an energy from you that you, mm -hmm. with all the experiences that you've had, you've kind of created this, this, uh, the, this overlying process and system mm -hmm. um, and understanding of life as a masterpiece and a craft. Exactly. And if we look at it differently like that, um, we'll start seeing the successes and goals kind of just fall in pace naturally. So do you kind of want to give a, a quick overview, 3,000 foot, 30,000 foot 30, view, yeah, yeah, a view of kind of what it is that your message is and mm -hmm. kind of what you're teaching others? Yeah, so let's, let's level set for everybody. So uh, every one of us, all of your listeners, I want you to just for a moment stop and go into either a place that you're sitting or someplace in your mind. And I want okay. you to look at a masterpiece. Mm. Okay. I want you to go and find that masterpiece. It could be your own work that you've done. It could be a masterpiece created by someone else. And I really mean a masterpiece, okay. something that has extraordinary characteristics to it. It could be a novel. It could be a scientific paper. It could be uh, an amazing painting or a beautifully crafted uh, dish, uh, cuisine uh, by okay. a master chef. And when you look at that masterpiece, mm -hmm. that masterpiece is made of a collection of distinct materials that the craftsperson behind that masterpiece had to study and learn over years mm -hmm. the nature of the materials. Right. Step two in that masterpiece is that craftsperson, man or woman, doesn't matter, behind that masterpiece had to engage and practice and continuously improve processes to transform that material into the masterpiece. Mm. And third and mm. finally, that craftsman, that master craftsperson had to skillfully apply a very 
specialized collection of tools mm -hmm. in the process of transforming those materials into the masterpiece. So if everybody's listening to what I'm saying, yeah. now take that and bring it on to our own lives. All right. Wow. If, if your life, if you, the human being, are the primary material yeah. of the craft of life, then number one, you must learn your primary material, your inner human being and your outer mm -hmm. human being, right? Because it needs to be secondly shaped through processes. Right. And finally, we're using tools of different kinds, mind tools and physical tools to shape our life. So step back now and look at the idea that life in its entirety is a craft mm -hmm. and that you are the craftsperson of your own life. And over your lifetime, you will practice, observe, and use tools incrementally to improve the quality of your work, your life, and make it a masterpiece. Wow, that is amazing. It, I love how it all kind of blends together. I, I really do think of like a sculpture, like a piece of mm -hmm. marble, and then the craftsperson yourself yeah. is kind of chiseling away at that. Um, that wasn't my masterpiece that I went to in my head. But okay, when, when great. You said that. Uh, my masterpiece was the yeah, book How yours? to Win Friends and Influence People. Hmm. That's the first uh, thing that came to my mind because that is a masterpiece of a book. And I yeah. look at it as a playbook on interactions that I have with people. Hmm. And yeah. in the book, he does talk about how this is something that he has learned and crafted yeah. I, through his life to write this book. Hmm. Um, that's what I, I think that's one of that's, the greatest that, books that's ever been written. That was what, you, what came to your mind when you thought first of masterpiece. Thing, that first my wife, thing. My wife is a masterpiece to me. Um, those were the two things. Oh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> those were the. I'm sure you just won brownie points on that one. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, my mind's a little bit different. I thought about. Uh, I first thing I thought about in my head, again, I'm a go I'm a golfer. I thought of the 2019 Masters with Tiger Woods because I, I backtracked in that, mm. and I thought about how much really any any time somebody wins a golf tournament, you got to think about all the. the the thousands of hours yeah. and dedication that went into actually getting to the top. To me, that's what I thought about a masterpiece. Yeah. That was the very first thing that popped in my head when you said that. It's interesting to think of what How much time, what yeah. people think of, though. Yeah, It'd be a, I'm sure it's a great conversation piece. You know, what's yeah. the first thing people think of when they think of a masterpiece? Exactly. Yeah. Now, that's so, so isn't it something that you? So, no matter where your listeners are today, right? Mm -hmm. In 135 or more countries around the world. Mm -hmm. every one of those people can identify a masterpiece somewhere right. in something that's either in their life or that they have encountered. And now we come to the first of the three major principles in life as a craft, okay. which is the way of craftsmanship, that mm -hmm. it is a universally human principle that if you understand it, if you take away the disguises, we'll call the culture or the, the yeah. colors or whatever it might be, the fundamental principle of craftsmanship is something that we as human beings revere as one of the highest levels of excellence of, of, of anything for all of human history. Absolutely. That Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to wrap it, my head it's, around it's, that. Well, I think <laughs> the kind of way I kind of look at it is, let's say uh, there's, a, there's a masterpiece like a, like a sculpture. Mm-hmm. You've got the, the piece that the marble originally started with, and you start peeling off and creating that masterpiece. Yep. And chunks start falling off to create something mm -hmm. of a vision. 
Am I right? Is that kind of kind of a different analogy to look at it, a metaphor? I don't, I don't know. No, you use a really great yeah. word, which is vision. So in life as a craft, uh, the idea is to introduce an individual to a concept which says <clears throat> to turn a vision mm -hmm. of oneself into a tangible result. Yeah. Right. Requires observation practice and incremental excellence in order for the masterpiece to become the finished product. And that takes years of time exactly. and learning, but every day we can make a little incremental improvement and that can be sufficient for the day. Yeah. I think that's huge. I, I really think, yeah. I don't know if you had something to say, I, I something to touch on too, but like <laughs> we talk a lot, Charles, about visualization on this podcast. And I think you were probably going to say the same thing is seeing what what does success at the end of the day look like mm -hmm. and then being patient and understanding it's not going to happen overnight rome's not built in a day and it's these micro chunks you can take off every single day and yeah. you hit on it if you but, but again you have to see that end goal you have to see the vision and the experiences and observations they build that vision and i love that point yeah i mean it's like ansel adams the photographer yeah true <laughs> He didn't get there mm -hmm. just by saying, hey, I'm going to take a beautiful picture of Yosemite or wherever he may have been. Mm -hmm. It took him tens of thousands of mm -hmm. hours to perfect mm -hmm. his craft and create beautiful art yeah. from a camera. Awesome. Very so cool. We, so, so we recognize it, don't we? I mean, really, mm -hmm. Kyle and Eli, we're sitting here today and we're talking with one another as if we've had this conversation a thousand times. Right. But we haven't. Right. But in a moment's time, each of us can recognize this fundamental, uh, how do you want to say it, uh, thing that, you know, lights us up and, and is, you know, universally embraced by everyone. Here's the fundamental difficulty. Mm -hmm. The way of craftsmanship, in order to embrace it, requires commitment and then skills and the right tools for the job. And in today's world, there are plenty of communication and information technologies that allow people to give the appearance of substance when there is none. Absolutely. 100%. Totally it takes, agree. It takes, it takes full ownership. Ownership. And accountability. And accountability to yep. to perfect a craft. And whether that accountability is with a partner or yourself, mm -hmm. but taking ownership of trying to, you know, practice that. Totally. The craft. I think you're right. I think everybody has, uh, like we were all talking about, I think everybody can visualize what a masterpiece is. Right. But to actually do it is much different than just thinking it or exactly. saying it. Yeah. And I think that's really where the disconnect is today. I think everybody has the opportunity and the potential to do it, but these communication barriers that are not uh, barriers, but things that you know, like, like what you're saying too, Charles, it's so easy to yeah. mask saying that you are this person mm -hmm. of authority in this specific subject or, or, or whatever it may be that you're yep. trying to perfect. It's so easy to do these days. And, um, but when you have a conversation with yourself, yep. To really perfect a craft, that's when the ownership and accountability exactly. needs to come in. Well, and there it is. You, you, you go right down to now people listening to this mm -hmm. start to say to themselves, so if my life is a masterpiece in the making right, and there are five fundamental elements 
in the craft of life that I incrementally will take on and improve over my lifetime. And in order for me to do that, I must seek the guidance of master craftsmen and women in those subcategories in order to teach me and take me through. Then all of the sudden, a very interesting thing happens in the minds of people listening to this podcast today. They are now going to look at every other podcast and every other website in a very discerning way. Yeah. Totally. That is to cut through the facade of photocopy fakery yes. and start looking to, is there really a master behind there that can teach me and that I can learn from? If they are committed. If they are if actually committed they are to committed. making that masterpiece, right. then I think they can break through the clutter and actually look for that. But I think there's a lot of people that just kind of like one of your articles you posted on Medium. If you go with the crowd, you're going to get drip pulled off to see. It was, it was something like that. Um, That's right, Eli. Yeah. If, if they're committed, that is where I think they can start to sift out the yeah. BS. For the the BS terms. radar. Yeah. You know, it, I've started business for 12 years now. I've been doing businesses. Mm -hmm. I've, practicing a as a professional photographer for about six or seven. And I have seeked so much mentorship yep. um, and people that I can align with myself uh, to learn from that have had successful businesses or have been professional exactly. photographers. A lot of them though, I had one meeting with them and I stepped off and said, this is not the right, <laughs> yep. this guy doesn't know what he's mm -hmm. talking about. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. And it just takes under having that acumen of understanding, like, who truly is mm -hmm. a masked oh, yeah. vendetta and who isn't, you know, I, I, just, I just think it's, it's huge. Vendetta. I love it. I think and so you got there because <laughs> you, you got there because of experience yeah. over time, it's true. through practice, through improved skill, that experience raised you to a level where you start yeah. seeing people in a very different light and you determine, wait a minute, they're not mm -hmm. as skilled as I need. So the Chinese teachers have a beautiful saying in this, which says, when you find a great teacher, wear out their doorstep mm. and walk away from the houses where there are no footprints. Ooh, right. that's crazy. I love that. I would love to. That is an amazing quote. I love that. That's right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> how much, uh, Charles? Before we dive into the next one, how much influence have you had from other? Uh, how much influence, I guess, have you had in your experience and kind of absorbing this stuff from other cultures? You just touched on China, and I know there's a lot of cultural influence there. Has that played a role in some of these principles that you have? Yes, Eli. Uh, in 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 my professional life, uh, I pretty well traveled the world for more than 25 years. In fact, I had to show my passport to get back in my house because they didn't write. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, is that dad? <laughs> really? That's not. No. So, so in that regard, uh, I was able to, uh, to, you know, to move around. And yeah. because early on in my early thirties, mm. um, I started this idea of looking at what are all the things that we need to learn in life as a craft, because my daughter, at six years old, came in the kitchen one day and said, hey, dad, what's life all about? And I just said, yeah. oh, my gosh. Through those journeys, I was constantly thinking about this subject. And so, therefore, when I was out, whether it was in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia or in Singapore or somewhere in South Africa, Johannesburg, what I was looking at in the streets and in the businesses 
were local master craftsmen and craftswomen. And I was constantly boiling down and boiling away the beauty of the disguise of the craft, whatever that might be, to discover the universal principles. And so that's where, to your question, Eli, all of this comes from. And that's why I feel so confident in saying no matter where you are in the world listening to this podcast today, you can take those fundamental principles that we're talking about here and see it in everything in the world around you. The amazing, the, the amazing thing too is, you know, you look at the world as a whole mm -hmm. and, and not really just politics or whatever it may be. Yeah. There's so much division between everything in the world, mm -hmm. but these principles are practiced yeah. and understood everywhere in the world. It's something where us as humans are humans <clears throat> and it's something we all can do no matter where we are or what we yeah. believe or who, who we may have experiences with in the past. Totally. And it's it, really eye-opening. I think what it urges our, our audience and our listeners to do is actually go out and have these experiences. Right. And be able to accumulate those tools or those chisels to be able to create that, to be the craftsman that they want to be. But the only way they're going to see those tools is right. by observing and having those experiences. Like you said, traveling is a huge one. Seeing different cultures, seeing how different things go. Uh, it's huge. I, I love that. I agree. You know, that's, that's, that's really great. Eli. Did you listen to that episode too? When you, it sounds like you did the way of craftsman episode. Uh, I did not, but I'm, I'm just familiar with traveling and how that, you know, gives you a lot of different experiences and, it and does. tools to use. So I will go back and take a look at, listen to that though. I'm, I'm In that particular curious. episode, I take the, and, and this is a journal. My, my environment is a journal. So it, meaning that it's a teaching environment where yep. I'm making journal entries and you're receiving it as in that regard. And in one of the episodes, The Way of Craftsmanship, I take the listener on a journey to seven different places around the world Wow! and introduce the local custom of craftsmanship and what it's called and how, and how it's seen and, and understood. And the, the wonderful thing that we have in our world here today, Eli, is that in the event we are unable to get up and move ourselves physically due to any number of things, including global <laughs> virus problems, right. we can still seek out works of great craftsmanship in the world around us Absolutely. and get access to them. And then within those works, seek and look and find the lessons mm -hmm. that have been embedded in those works with 10,000 hours of preparation by the invisible craftsperson behind the work. And there you'll find the lessons and learn. And this is one of your learnings, touch, feel, smell, listen mm -hmm. to great works of craftsmanship, because that's how you learn those principles. Absolutely, Charles. I, I love that I've, point. I've equally done a lot of traveling um, as well. And I think that um, every time I go somewhere new, even if it's within the United States or abroad, because I've, I've been to several different you know, countries as well, and I feel like the culture shock that you have when you're abroad or even here in the yeah. United States, how different everything is, is kind of part of that process of learning yeah. um, and understanding and seeing the different um, similarities that you do still have. Mm -hmm. It's a great point. That's right? a great point. I, I love that. I I, it's such a good, I love, I love this conversation so yeah. far. It's great. You know, that we could, you, you and I, and uh, it could be, could be broadcasting specifically to a community in India. Yeah. True. Or yeah. in Europe yeah. or any other place. And they will recognize what we're talking about today. Right. It's amazing. It, it's kind of mind blowing, to be honest. It's like this universal 
law of just like however you want to look at it just craftsmanship. Like craftsmanship. yeah okay okay craftsmanship yeah. <laughs> this is a good way to call it but uh it's just a universal law that we all understand is you know interconnected. it is and we've learned it from our trades occupations and professions and that's what's really interesting about and that's why the idea of life as a craft is something that's larger because yeah. in all of our cultures there is a focus on younger people to bring them into the apprenticeship phase, particularly with an eye toward a career or a trade or something so that they can make their way in life. And humanity has done an amazingly good job of arriving at a set of fun, a template for differentiating each craft from one another and then building up schools wherein apprenticeship apprentices can enter into those schools and learn that trade, learn the knowledge, learn the materials, learn the tools, learn the topics and subject matter. But when you exit that school and you look at all the other things that make us a human being, parents and all of the other functional things that make us a human being, none of those things are taught to us in the same way our trades, occupations and professions are. Right. So life as a craft says, wait a minute, we can look at the rest of life, including our career that's within that structure, if we have a simple template that we can lay on top of it. And that's what the five elements of life as a craft is designed to do. I, absolutely I, mean, I keep looking about how, looking at how we both went to uh, State University <laughs> in California, mm -hmm. and we literally were fine-tuning our craft. It's true. Um, you know, from individuals that had experience in the field or have done deep study in those in those crafts. It's amazing. Yeah. I I I think of myself as sometimes as like a statue. Like I'm constantly being chiseled and I'm constantly being crafted in, into the individual that I am. You know what? Also it's a cool way to look at it too is um I think you'll 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 like this is to craft your body to the health and the vision that you have you have to work hard at it through exercise, mm. good eating. And eventually, as you go through that process, you're crafting your body and your body is a craft itself, right? Do you kind of what I'm saying? Like, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you would enjoy it. No, I really, that's actually really good. I mean, that's perfect. And I think that, no, that's really, I mean, if we start like way back in history, when people, when they're crafting like statues of people, yeah, that's what, that's what you, they're yeah, doing it based saying. on like the ideal masterpiece of what the human body should look like yep. in the perfect physique. That's where I was. That's exact. I'm just filling in some gaps there. Filling in some gaps. I love it. So let's bring that into the context of life as a craft. Yep. Yeah. Life as a craft, the curriculum is divided into five distinct elements. The same way any craft is taught, a craft has a, a structure of knowledge and content that's then broken down into fundamental master components. And mm -hmm. then there is detail within each side of those master components. And then you progressively go into the higher levels of knowledge as you run from apprentice to journey work mm -hmm. to master work and mentor. Mm -hmm. And life as a craft, element four is the human being. It is the primary material of life as a craft. And we as human beings, are comprised of the inner human being and the outer human being. Mm. And so as we learn life as a craft, the key action we are going to be involved in is in learning the processes and the tools to apply to the human being, whether mm. it was stone or clay or wood or whatever, in order to event over time, incrementally improve that human being. Now, the, the outer human being, the physical human being you're just describing mm -hmm. is half 
of the total human being, where the right. inner human being is the other half. So to your point, there are processes and tools for, like you said, what we eat as far as our physical body, how we train, how we work out, the tools of weightlifting and or exercise and or many, many, many other things. So in life is a craft, when you go in and look at the human being, everything you've just described fits under that one of the five elements. Wow. Love it. That is very cool. So now it's not just random up in the air anymore, but this becomes a template, a framework by which anybody can say, all right, all these things that I know, I can put them into these boxes. Yep. Now I can decide what do I want on my workbench on any given day mm. and work on mm. and perfect and improve and then go into another topic area within element one, family heritage or element five, learning tools better. So it gives That's a cool. framework, an organizational framework where we can have these conversations within a context. Love that. And I think that's a great point for the listeners as well. And to kind of reiterate that is what we're talking about is to create a framework for each of these buckets of your life, whether it's a framework for your work life, whether it's a framework for your, uh-huh. your, your health, framework for your family, mm-hmm. it works all hand in hand. I think that's what Charles's big point is, just to kind of reiterate that I to would, the audience. Yeah. Now, the other component to that is that it, it like any craft or trade, you learn it over a specific period of time and then you go to work on it. Well, life as a craft is about 80 years long. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? So if you were to step back and say, well, how then do I break down life mm-hmm. in terms of its component stages? There are four. And they are the four stages that any craft or trade goes through. You start in the apprenticeship phase, mm-hmm. age 12 or 14 to age 24, 25. That's the learning phase. Phase two is journey work, anywhere between 25 and 45. And this is when you go out into the world Mm -hmm. and you are applying your work, your trade. And during that time, you're you're increasing your reputation Mm -hmm. as a craftsperson of capability and skill. Mm -hmm. And then you reach the third phase in any trade or craft and in life. It's the masterworks phase, age 45 to 65, where you're creating your masterpieces and you're creating your master plan and working on your master's journal, which we can talk about sometime. And finally, the fourth and final phase is the mentorship phase, age 65 to 85 and beyond. And this is when you're collecting the artifacts and teachings and processes of your life into a package that you can then leave behind on your workbench when you've gone off to the great beyond and others can pick it up. And now in their apprenticeship phase, build from the knowledge you've left and they can stand on the shoulders of giants. That is the amazing. That finished, I mean, standing on the shoulders of giants. That's the legacy phase. It is the legacy phase, yes. it, 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 It just... If everyone had the thought process of this and everybody actually practiced this, ima- imagine what the world would be. I think it'd be a more patient world <laughs> Just, as well. Yes. I mean, think about it. It's you, like you're not gonna be a billionaire by your 20. Right. When you're 20. You got you maybe you can be a billionaire when you're when you're in your 40, 40, you're you want to look time. at success in no, monetary I, dollars, but <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like people, the patience. Yes, I know. Everybody wants are, everyone wants to hit that that masterpiece creation piece today. Exactly. But what I'm saying and is they if, think if, and they think through the mass, they think yes. that's where they're at. And it's not true. You start looking uh, at things very differently yeah. when you look at them through this lens. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. This is great. I I am thrilled. 
to kind of digest this a little bit more, read a little bit more about some of the writings and the journals that you have. So, well, great. So, so, so Charles, if you could give one solid, just like, message to start acting on this mm. and the practices that you have yes. what what would it be if someone asked you what would what would it that you would say that you feel like is a the most powerful message you could you could deliver that life can be learned and practiced as a structured craft mm. that you are the craftsperson of your own life and that your objective all the days of your life is to practice and incrementally improve and make a masterpiece of your life. Amazing. Uh, don't think we can wrap it up any better than that. <laughs> so if Charles, if people wanted to follow your journey um, and your writings and kind of the journal that you have, where could they find you? The Life Masterpiece Journal is at mylifemasterpiece.com. And that's on the Medium platform. So they'll let you... Awesome. In and look at about five articles for free, and then they want a few bucks a month for you to come back. But uh, that's where they'll find it. Awesome. Amazing. Well, everyone, you heard, I mean, if, if we just start practicing these yeah. principles and elements in our own life and everyday chip just a little bit more towards perfecting our craft, I think it'll be a better world for everyone um, and a more focused and Absolutely. visioned life for ourselves. So, in, the words of, in the words of Japanese craftsmanship, there is a single word that describes that, and it's called kaizen, and it means continuous incremental improvement. Wow. You awesome. heard it here. Well, thank you, Charles, so much for joining us on the Biz Bros Podcast. I am sure we'll have you back to talk more, a follow-up, learn more about where you're at in your journal, journaling um, and learning more, I think, diving deeper into all the Yes. So. I agree. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here on the Biz Bros Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow us on Instagram at biz.bros. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will find and hear you on the next podcast episode. See you guys.